welcome to Holistic, a podcast where we learn about Jesus from head to toe. We know that he is with us, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Just let Christ take over. Just let Jesus Christ take over your life. I don't know about you, but I am tired of me trying to always take the reins to be in control. And I don't know where you are in your walk with the Lord. Maybe this is a new process for you. And so the thought of someone just taking over your life sounds a little strange, or maybe you're not even walking with the Lord and somehow you came across this, you're just listening and you're thinking, why would I let someone just take over my life? I need to be in control. And I think we spend a lot of our life being in control or feeling this need to be in control. And I, I do it myself time and time again. And I read a passage of scripture the other day, which I've read many, many times, but I read it in a different version. And I've been sharing with you often lately, the message version, which I know some Christians would say, oh, the message version isn't biblical. It's not actual Bible. It's man's word is making it up, but it was translated by a Bible scholar. So I still believe it's okay to read. And sometimes I just need it. The Bible spoken a little plainly for me (laughs) because I'm not a Bible scholar. I didn't go to seminary. And so sometimes I just need it a little more plain for me to understand. And I get a lot out of it still. I like to read other versions as well, but this version in this passage just spoke to me and I wanted to share it with you. And it was that line there that I started with, let Christ take over that thought of, yes, just let him become your everything. And I know sometimes the Lord has to get us so dependent on him that we learn that, that it's the only thing that really matters. Jesus in our lives, life is tough. Life is hard. Life is overwhelming, but there's this whole peace that we can have this grace that's given to us through Jesus Christ when we let him come in and take over our lives. And so I want to read to you 2 Corinthians 12, a few verses here. And the title here, it says, Strength from Weakness. Do you feel weak today? Well, let me remind you that if you believe in Jesus Christ, that you are made strong even in your weakness See, God takes our weakness and he turns it into something because of his power. If his power is resting on us, we become strong. It's an awesome thing. So let me read these few verses here. You forced me to talk this way and I do it against my better judgment. But now that we're at it, I may as well bring up the matter of visions and revelations that God gave me. For instance, I know a man, so this is Paul talking, I'll just stop here and say this is Paul talking in the Bible, and so he's talking about himself here as far as I understand it. So he says, I know a man who 14 years ago was seized by Christ and swept in ecstasy to the heights of heaven. I really don't know if this took place in the body or out of it, only God knows. I also know that this man was hijacked into paradise again, whether in or out of the body, I don't know, God knows. 
There he heard the unspeakable spoken, but was forbidden to tell what he heard. This is the man I want to talk about, but about myself. I'm not saying another word apart from the humiliations. So Paul has had this revelation. Seems he's been to heaven. And so he has so much he could say about that. And he could brag. So he says, if I had a mind to brag a little, I could probably do it without looking ridiculous. And I'd still be speaking plain truth all the way, but I'll spare you. I don't want anyone imagining me as anything other than the fool you'd encounter if you saw me on the street or heard me talk. Because of the extravagance of those revelations, and so I wouldn't get a big head, I was given the gift of a handicap to keep me in constant touch with my limitations. And I want to stop there and just read that again. Because of the extravagance of those revelations, and so I wouldn't get a big head, I was given the gift of a handicap to keep me in constant touch with my limitations. You know, we don't often think of a handicap as a gift. We often think that a handicap is something bad. And I think when we think of a handicap or we think of a struggle or something going on in our lives, there is a hard part to it. But we see here that Paul says we can look at it as a gift. And I remember hearing a pastor preach a whole message on handicapped heroes. And I feel like that sometimes as a believer in Jesus Christ. I don't know if you do. I feel like a handicapped hero. I know that I have this gift of salvation from the Lord Jesus Christ, but I myself feel like a little weakling. <laughs> but see, we have to remember that God does things that we can't always understand. And we have to remember that if we believe in Jesus Christ, he is with us in our handicap or in our struggle or in our trial or in our limitation, however you want to say it. And I love what Paul says there, this gift of a handicap to keep me in constant touch with my limitation. So, so he, I say, I love it. It's a hard passage if we think about it in our own life. But so often we can get this big head, right? Maybe God has done something big in our lives or maybe there's one part of our life, wow, we could really feel proud of. And so we sometimes need something to remind us, wait a minute, it's not about you, it's about Jesus. And I'll keep reading here. It says, Satan's angel did his best to get me down. What he in fact did was push me to my knees. No danger then of walking around high and mighty. At first I didn't think of it as a gift and I begged God to remove it. Three times I did that. And then he told me, my grace is enough. It's all you need. My strength comes into its own in your weakness. So Paul says, Satan tried to hurt me. He tried to torment me. Look what he did. But really what it did was it made me dependent on the Lord. I, I became humble. I realized that it's not about me. I didn't think of it as a gift. And I asked God, please take it away. But as he says there, God said, my grace is enough or it's sufficient. It's all you need. And my strength comes into its own in your weakness. So I don't know about you, but I have pleaded with the Lord many times to take away things in my life. They don't feel comfortable. I don't like them. I don't understand them. God, I don't want to feel this way. God, I don't want this to happen. But we have to remember that the grace of Christ is enough. It is all we need. 
And Paul says, once I heard that, I was glad to let it happen. I quit focusing on the handicap and I began appreciating the gift. I want to stop there again. This is where I really struggle. And I also want to stop and say, if you can hear my dog, I've said this before in the podcast. Um, just know it's not a heavy breather behind me. Well, it is, but it's my dog. <laughs> um, I just took him for a walk. And so he's laying real close to me on the cool bathroom floor. And he's panting a lot. So if you hear that breathing, that's my dog. Um, but I was just going to say before I said that, that, you know, I don't think I'm at that place where I could really say, I'm glad for it. You know, um, let me read that again. I quit focusing on the handicap and began appreciating the gift. I don't always appreciate, I'll say the gift, I don't even want to put it in quotes, because it doesn't feel like a gift, but there's so much that we can learn through trials. There's so much the Lord can show us. And one of those main things is learning dependence on Jesus Christ. When we know we can't do it alone, there is such power in that, and we're learning something that is a lifelong gift. And then he says, it was a case of Christ's strength moving in on my weakness. Now, what he learned, I take limitations in stride, Paul says, and with, and with good cheer. These limitations that cut me down to size, abuse, accidents, opposition, bad breaks. I just let Christ take over. And so the weaker I get, the stronger I become. And let me tell you, if you don't know about Paul, you can read about him in the Bible. He wrote more of the Bible than anyone else. And he talks about how many things that he had to endure, like things like beatings and imprisonments and often um, going without sleep and food and being at the open sea and people just hating him and coming after him and just him working hard and working and going and going. And so he knew about hard times, but he says, I take it in stride and with good cheer, even if they cut me down to size, all these things, he learned something so valuable. And we can learn from Paul is that he says, I just let Christ take over. And that just jumped out at me the other day. That's where I want to be. That's where we should want to be, that we just let Christ take over. Not our will be done, but Jesus, his will. And so when we feel weak, the stronger we actually become. Because Jesus is resting on us when we go, God, I can't do it. God, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know how this is going to turn out. God, I'm giving you this money. It seems too big. God, I'm trying to love this person, even if they're not loving me back. God, it's just, it's really hard. But I'm trusting in you. I'm depending on you. I need you. And I could keep reading, but I think I'll stop there. And so, yes, we have to get to this place where we just say, Christ, you take over. Not me anymore, not me in control, but you, oh God, our strength, it must come from our dependence on you. And see, God, 
he has the big picture. He he has the atmospheric advantage. He sees everything. He knows everything. He knows all. And so we have to get to this place of just trusting in him, trusting in the Lord with all our heart and leaning not on our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledging him. And then he will make our path straight when we are depending on him. So thank you, Paul, for what you learned in another version, he calls it a thorn, a thorn in his flesh. And there's been many scholars who have debated what was the thorn, and we're not really told. There's uh, several different ideas there. But in a sense, it's good that we don't really know because then we can relate so often to say, hey, this is my thorn, or hey, this is mine. And we all have something that we're dealing with. And I believe that we serve a great God who doesn't want us to suffer, who doesn't want us to deal with these things and feel helpless and always walk around feeling like little weaklings but we are so stubborn when you read the bible you see that with the israelites and all these kings they had and how many did evil and how stubborn they were and we're the same way we're so stubborn we can get so prideful we can get a big head and we need help we need help with our pride God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And so how do we learn to be humble? We come before him and we realize that when we are weak, we're strong because it's Jesus. It's his power in us. And I want to read um, a little bit more here. Um, I'm going to now read in Isaiah, and this is also the message version, Isaiah 30, 15 to 17. So just a couple of verses here that I think really goes along with this strength to weakness as well. And it says, God the Master, the Holy of Israel, has this solemn counsel. Your salvation requires you to turn back to me and stop your silly efforts to save yourselves. I want to stop there. How often are we silly, right, with our efforts to try to save ourselves, to try to make things happen, to try to control it. But our salvation is from Jesus. You know, that's a one-time thing. But sanctification is that lifelong process where we keep coming back to the Lord. And he's changing us and he's making us new when we give ourselves to him and we acknowledge our sin and we acknowledge that we need him. He then fills us up and we have the strength that only comes from him. But it's a strength that comes from a complete dependence on him. So let me keep reading. The very thing you've been unwilling to do, being completely dependent on him. You've said, no way. We'll rush off on horseback. You'll rush off all right, just not far enough. You've said, we'll ride off on fast horses. Do you think your pursuers ride old nags? Think again. A thousand of you will scatter before one attacker. Before a mere five, you'll all run off. There will be nothing left of you. A flagpole on a hill with no flag, a signpost on a roadside with the sign torn off. And so this is an Isaiah, and he's talking to the Israelites. But it speaks to us as well. You know, when I read about the Israelites in the Bible, God's chosen people, you know, I remember years ago reading it and thinking, gosh, they need to kind of get it together. Why can't they just trust them? But I look at it differently now that I've been walking with the Lord a while 
I see myself in those people because I can often turn to me. I can often turn to my ideas and and what I think is best. And, oh, well, let me go this way. Well, God might be saying that, but he's probably okay with this. And so I'm often like the Israelite. Are you? Do you keep turning to other things? Do you keep turning to yourself? Do you keep forgetting who Jesus is in your life? Do you forget that, yes, there's an enemy coming after us, but we have a place to turn? When we're sick, God can help heal us. When we feel weak, he gives us strength. When we feel like we're going to fall down, he lifts us up. He is our ever-present help in times of trouble. And we don't serve God just to get things, just for us. We do it to glorify his name. But what we get out of it is so beautiful because he does bless us. And we in turn get to bless other people. And it's this wonderful cycle and kind of a dance with the Lord. And so I don't know about you. Like I said earlier, I don't know where you are with Jesus. I I don't know if you're a new Christian. I don't know if you've been walking with the Lord a, a long time. I don't know if you're somebody you have kind of been in and out. You're kind of lost, maybe. But I just want to say to you today, if you don't know Jesus, now is the time. Start now trusting in the Lord, letting him begin to take over and, and pick your pieces up and put them back together. It's a line in a song I heard earlier. You know, I was lost and you found me and you knew where I left me. And you, you picked up all the pieces and you put them back together. And that's how it feels sometimes, you know, when we're not walking with the Lord or we've walked away from the Lord, we're, we're broken, we're doing things that aren't um, what God wants us to do when we're sinning and we become broken and we're trying to fill and we're breaking and we're putting it back together and we're trying to patch it up. And we come before him and we're in these pieces and he begins to put them together. And he begins to show us things. Hey, I know you. Hey, I love you. And that's, I want to say that to you today. That God loves you right where you are. Maybe you're coming with some broken pieces. You're, you're patched up and you're trying to be okay. You're trying to, to, to seem all right. Maybe in front of your coworkers or your family. Or even strangers, you know, we can care so much what a stranger thinks. But let me tell you this, this is the truth, that God knows everything about you. And that can sound scary. That might make you want to hang your head. But the beautiful thing is, he knows it all and he loves you more than anyone else ever could. And as someone said to me recently, that they had heard from someone, is that he doesn't just love you, he actually likes you. You know, we can say, I love that. I love a, you know, I love a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. (laughs) We're using that word so much. But God really does love you with an unconditional love and actually like you, even if you've done things wrong. And I know you've done things wrong. I've done things wrong. We are sinners, but we have hope in Jesus Christ. And so maybe you are a Christian and you've been messing up. Or you've been turning to yourself or you've been worried or afraid or anxious or depressed and and you haven't felt joy because you've still been turning to other things and you have this feeling that's not right. And that is Jesus, the Holy Spirit. And I 
just went to a Bible study recently. And someone was saying, you know, the Holy Spirit, listen to it. When it prompts you, listen. Do what it tells you. You know, we can just have the, the voice inside our head, you know, make a, make a good decision, do this. But with the Holy Spirit, it's even further. It's the Spirit of, of God the Father and Jesus the Son. And it's the Holy Spirit. It's this three-in-one beautiful relationship. And we become a part of it. And it sounds kind of crazy, I know. <laughs> if you've never believed in Jesus, you're like, what in the world? And this girl's crazy. <laughs> Maybe I am. <laughs> I'm crazy for the Lord. Um, but it really is a beautiful thing. And the only way you can know is to let Jesus take over. And he can do it if you let him. But he gives us a choice and we have to be willing. That's the other part of this relationship is that we have to make the choice. It's ultimately God who does anything. He's calling us. But we have to answer. So answer the call. Answer it. And if you walked away, you've been sinning, come back. It's never too late. Ask for forgiveness and let Jesus take over your life. Maybe once again, maybe it's been a while. There's hope. There's always hope. You're still here. There's breath in your lungs. Maybe it's a little breath. Maybe it just feels like you're barely catching your breath. But God can give you that full breath. Just breathe, friend, and listen to the words of Jesus Christ when you pick up scripture and you hear Jesus say something like peace I leave with you my peace I give you I don't give to you as the world gives so don't let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid when you are reminded of that just one verse in scripture that he is peace it begins to change your thinking and I've been talking about thinking on this podcast so often our thinking is wrong and we need to be reminded. And we need help. And we need a guide. And that's Jesus Christ. So I pray today you would let Jesus Christ take over your life. Because it's so worth it. Because he changes you. Because he's so loving. And when you know that you're loved, you begin to love other people more. Because you see that you're loved and liked by Jesus. So let him take over today. It's never too late. Come back home. He's calling you. He's calling you now. And he'll give you that peace. His perfect peace. He says, I will keep you in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on me because you trust in me. When you trust in me, Jesus, you will begin to have peace. More peace and perfect peace. Perfect love casts out fear perfect love from Jesus Christ. So I pray today you know that God is with you and you would let Jesus take over. God bless you. Take care.